0: Hi, this is Dr. Julie from my CBT podcast. I'm a licensed clinical social worker and have my doctorate in psychology, and I am here to bring the power of CBT into your life. So thanks for joining me again, and I hope everyone is doing well so far in the year of 2023. I wanted to start off by sharing a new review I got on my Apple podcast. That's a place you guys can always give some feedback, which I really appreciate. It's titled, Needed These Podcasts? I'm struggling with bipolar 2 depression, generalized panic disorder, and many physical health problems right now. I can't afford talk therapy on top of all the other doctor bills, even though it's been recommended by my psychiatrist and primary care doctor. I also don't particularly want to medicate myself to deal with the depression and anxiety. I'd rather learn coping strategies. That's where this podcast has come in handy for me. It's helping me to understand how to deal with these issues in a more constructive manner rather than just popping the Xanax. I understand I can't just stop my medications, but at least now I can start to choose healthier coping strategies in my daily life and hopefully taper the medication down eventually. Thank you so much, doctor. You're really helpful. So I really appreciate that. Again, if you subscribe to Apple Podcasts, you can write a review and not miss an episode. So today I wanted to talk about fear and how that gets in the way of our lives. So many, many years ago, um, I have a book, found a book, I should say, by two authors, a husband and wife named John and Linda Friel, and the book is called Adult Children, The Secrets of Dysfunctional Families. So if it's okay, I say most of us could probably read this book, (laughs) right? We all had some dysfunction in our lives, but there was a story that I used to share when I ran groups that I just thought was really great, and I'm actually going to read it to you and then talk a little bit more about... How do we face our fears? How can we get past that using our CPT tool? So take a sip, seat back and relax. And the story is called kissing your monster on the nose. So once upon a time, there was a little girl who lived in a village far from the big city. The village was nestled in a beautiful sunlit valley surrounded by a tall snow capped mountain range. As the little girl grew older, she began to take hike in the foothills at the base of the mountains. And when she became a teenager, she asked her parents if she could hike over the mountains to the village on the other side to visit her grandparents. At first, her parents were very upset and worried, and they told her that she should not go. But the little girl pleaded and begged and argued that someday she would be a young woman and that she would have to grow up sometime. After several months of debate, her parents finally agreed to let her go. Her father and mother taught her all the things that they knew about hiking and camping and surviving alone in the woods. They made her a backpack out of sturdy canvas, helped her pack, and then they all knelt down and prayed that she might have a safe journey. The next day, she began to trek over the mountains. Her first night alone was scary, but she managed to build a good fire, ate some of the sausage and cheese that her father had packed for her, and then fell asleep, covered by the soft quilts that her mother had made for her. The howling of the wolves really frightened her, but she kept her fire burning brightly most of the night, which made her feel safer. The next day she awoke with the sun, ate her biscuits and jam while sunning herself on a big granite rock, then began hiking up the mountains. Late in the afternoon, as the sun slipped behind the tops of the mountains, she reached a fork in the path. She did not know which way to go. Perplexed, she sat down and prayed for wisdom. A few minutes later, she heard terrible, frightening noises coming from the direction of both paths. Her heart raced and her palms sweated. Suddenly, from both paths, two monsters appeared. They were growling, gurgling, grumbling, and snorting. The little girl grabbed her backpack and began to run down the hill, back toward her village, and then something inside her told her to stop. Other people have hiked these mountains and returned to tell about it, she thought to herself. Maybe i better go back and see what this is all about. The little girl stopped and turned around. The monsters had stopped right at the fork in the road, and something told her that they were trying to communicate with her. Slowly and carefully, She walked back toward the monsters. As she got closer, the monster guarding the path on the left side said, Take this path. It's much safer and much quicker. Take this path and you'll see your grandparents tomorrow night. At that very moment, the monster guarding the path on the right, began to screech and howl a horrible blood curling howl. Fire belched from its mouth, smoke poured from its nose, and the little girl was terribly frightened. She bolted toward the monster on the left. As she got closer, she noticed that the monster on the left was not as ugly as the one on the right, and it was definitely not as scary. The closer she came to the one on the left, the louder the one on the right howled. She was so confused that she did not know what to do. The monster on the left spoke in a soft voice. Trust me, I'm not as ugly as the other monster, and I do not make those disgusting noises. With that, the monster on the right screamed and gurgled and snorted and puffed even more. She began to take the path to the left, Fearful, even more, that if she did not hurry, the other monster would chase after her and tear her to shreds. A few hundred yards down the path, she looked back to see if the other monster was chasing her. It was still standing at the fork in the path, and it was screaming and howling more and more, but it was not chasing her. And then she stopped. The monster on the left path was walking a few steps ahead of her, and it just smiled at her, somewhat condescendingly, as if to say, "'Don't be a fool.'" And then something inside of her told her to go back and take the right path. The closer she came to the fork in the road, the faster she ran. Until only seconds later, she was running down the right path and up into the mountains. She didn't know why she made this choice, but she just kept going. At the last bit of twilight drifted into the blackness of night, she looked down the mountainside from whence she had come. She could not see the fork in the path, and she could see the path she had taken as well as the one that was almost took. Then she heard a thundering, rumbling, smashing, crashing, crushing sound that came from the left side of the mountain. Straining to see in the near darkness, she saw a huge section of the mountain break loose and hurtle the left path below. Tons of rock and earth obliterated the left path as precisely the time that she would have been there had she gone that way. She fell to the ground and cried, releasing all the anxiety and tension of the past few hours. Then, just a few feet in front of her, appeared the ugly monster who'd been guarding the right path. She looked up and gazed into its eyes. It was not howling and grumbling at all. Its eyes seemed peaceful and deep. Its face had softened into a compassionate gaze. Without knowing why, the little girl jumped up and kissed the monster on the nose. The monster blushed and smiled. "'My name is Fear,' said the monster. "'And that other one's name is Destruction.' If you run away from me without listening to what I have to say, you might end up avoiding something that is important for you. But if you listen to me just right and learn to make friends with me, then you will have wisdom. As for the monster guarding the left path, no matter how attractive it seems on the surface, nothing good ever comes from destruction. The little girl completed her journey after visiting her grandparents safely home in her own village. Her parents noticed something very different about her. She was a young woman now who had learned to make friends with her fear instead of being paralyzed or destroyed by it. The end. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed that story. Again, I found this years ago and I'm like, I love this story because it really describes what most of us go through, right? We'd like to take the easier path, the path that looks like it won't be as hard, right? Instead of stopping and having that wisdom to say okay this is a scary thing in my life but let me stop and think about it and not make decisions based on how I feel right because fear is a feeling and you never make good decisions based on your feelings and if you allow fear to control your life you're really stuck you're not moving forward you're not moving backwards you're not in sideways I, I say fear is like being in quicksand you're just stuck Right. And you're letting him make your decisions and that's you're, it's just not going to work for you. So it's normal to fear fearful and fear has a good place in our lives for many you know, reasons. And hopefully it brings attention to us when we need to be concerned. But we got to work through it, not let it control us. Right. So why am I feeling fearful? That's my mood. So what do we do? We go back to our what am I thinking about? Right. Our thoughts create our moods. So what are my thoughts? What are my half thoughts? My thoughts that aren't 100% true. And let me challenge those. Because if I'm just living off of fear, that's just going to determine my behavior. So remember, many times I have said to you guys, you know, most people live based on their moods, which determines their behavior. So I'm fearful. So I'm going to avoid. I'm going to isolate. I'm going to take the easier road. I'm not going to really try. I'm going to just stay in the safe, comfortable place but I'm not going to really be able to reach my goals, right? So you just go from mood to behavior, mood to behavior. And as I've said many times, I think that's why most people don't get better is because they find something that works for them, even if it's not really healthy. But in that moment, it relieves that anxiety you're feeling, right? Which is the fear, the uncertainty, all of the things, all the negative moods you might be feeling. And, oh, you know what? Avoiding just, that makes it easier. Or I'm going to take the easy path. I'm right? gonna just stay in a job I'm not happy with because at least I got a job. And I don't know what it would look like if I changed things or taking that risk. So there's many situations in your life that I know you can relate to this and to start using it. Right. And we want to have the wisdom, right, in our lives to say, okay, fear is getting in the way. We want to have the wisdom to know what things can I change and what things can't I. And having that wisdom, I can focus on the things I can change. The things I do have control over. And that's how I can make my life better for me. So going back in the story, one of the things that she said to herself when she stopped and she was going to, you know, just go back home. She said, maybe I better go back and see what this is all about. Right. And it says here that was a thought she had to herself. She also said other people have hiked over these mountains and returned to tell about it. So her thoughts. Right is what determined her behavior. Instead of letting that fear get in the way in that moment, she thought, I'm gonna go back and really look at these two monsters and figure out what to do because other people have gone through this. I can probably handle it myself. She didn't make a decision because her moods changed. She made a decision to do that. And then her other thoughts that were hot, right? Was when she told herself to take this path, it's safer and much quicker, right? Hearing that from the monster, and she thought, okay, I'm just going to listen to that instead of saying, Well, I don't know if that's really true. I don't know if that's safer just because it's easier, right? Most of us can look back in our lives, I know I can, and say, You know, some of the most difficult things I've gone through have not been pretty easy or safe, <laughs> right? Scary, anxious, unpredictable, right? But if I got to reach that goal, I'm going to have to go through some discomfort. But is it will is it you know worth it to me? Right? Things that are easy are not important, you guys. I've I've never been able to find anything in life that's easy that's also important. Important things are hard, important things are challenging. Even you know, loving people is challenging, right? Doing the right thing sometimes can be challenging. So, you know, if if you're struggling with something, instead of being like, Oh, why is this so difficult? Remind yourself it's important. That's why it's difficult if it's easy, you would have done it already. So it, it still always goes back, right? Using our CBT tools, you know, what environment am I in? What are my negative moods that are getting in the way of my life or stopping me or making me feel bad about myself or my situation, right? And what am I thinking that's causing all of this for me? What are my hot thoughts so I can start challenging them and I can, you know, change your behavior. I can try something different. I can share what I'm thinking, you know, with my therapist, with my friends, with my family, using my mind over mood book, using my thought record, right? Writing stuff down and saying, wow, you know what? I didn't really even know I had that thought until I wrote it down and really asked myself those questions about what does this mean about me and my life and my future and others? Well, so what's the worst thing that could happen and saying, wow, you know, most of my thoughts aren't even true. They're based on fear, being anxious, being scared, um, you know, being disappointed, and how can I use this information now that I know that they're not true to be able to, you know, where's the, to use some evidence, you know, what evidence do I have that my thoughts are true? What evidence do I have that they're not true? So I can start balancing them out. So, you know, take a minute and ask yourself, you know, is fear playing a role in my life? You know, or do other people also put their fears on me? Right. I think, you know, um, I can say as a parent, for example, that uh, I have all girls and some of my daughters have traveled to you know other countries by themselves so as a a mom a woman you know I'm like I don't know if you should do that you know because I'm scared I'm nervous luckily they didn't listen to me (laughs) and they still made their own decisions and it's normal that I was nervous but luckily I I didn't get in the way of them doing things that they want to do and going forward in their lives right and they've even been able to push me right to get out of some of my fears or trying new things And I know when I have pushed myself, taken those deep breaths and said, "Okay, I'm going to do this, you know, I've I've always been happy. It's always increased my self-confidence, my self-esteem. I feel proud. I still look back at those situations I'm thinking about that it was all on me. Like I had support, but, you know, Julie, I had to take that step and deal with that. And I've also learned over the years in my life and sharing my story with people that I know in the past, I really minimized the things that I have accomplished or that I got through. I'd say the biggest thing was, you know, when my parents divorced and my mom moved away, I would share and be like, oh, yeah, you know, my mom moved away and, you know, I was OK. And, you know, tell the rest of my story. And people would always be like, what? Wow. Wow. You know, you really turned out okay. You seem like you're doing well. Like that's a big deal. And I would just kind of minimize it. And then after I went to my therapy and realized like, you know what? That was a big deal. That was a huge, the biggest thing in my life. And I need to really embrace it and work through it and see if it is holding me back still. And what fears do I have because of what I went through? So, you know, ask yourself too, you know, am I minimizing the things that I've gone through? Right. And not really taking that moment and say, you know what? That was a big deal. And I did get through it. And I did make good choices and I did reach out and get the help I need. Even if I, I didn't even have the tools back then yet, but I knew I needed to do something because my fears based on my experiences were getting in the way. And I didn't have the wisdom then to be able to even see it, or I was too scared to really make those changes. Right. Cause then you have all the, what if thoughts, what if this doesn't work out? What if that doesn't work out? And that just, you know, creates anxiety. So, you know, doing like a, Bit of an inventory. I know I talked about this a little bit in my last podcast about your resolutions. You know, taking an inventory in your life and saying, you know, is my fear or any other of my moods, you know, getting in the way? You know, let me listen to what other people in my life that I really love and respect and are healthy are saying, you know what, that was a big deal. You really did well. And kind of taking that inventory, thinking about the things you've accomplished. You know, I tell my clients that, you know, as you're getting better, I always say, well, what are you doing that's helping? You know, we tend to focus on what we're not doing. We want to say, you know, what am I doing that's working? Oh, you know, I'm, I'm getting more sleep, right? I'm not, you know, um, maybe hanging out with people that have not been positive for me, right? I'm changing my habits. You know, you need to start thinking about what is working for me if I'm going in the direction I want to go, because those are the things you want to continue with. You know, and I suggest just like writing them down. Don't assume you're going to remember because you won't. And when you're having a tough day and you're struggling to get going, you can open up that notebook and look and say, oh yeah, these are all the things that I'm doing that are working. Let me pick one. So let's remember just going over the CBT a little bit related to the story that I shared today. And remember, the name of the story was Kissing the Monster on the Nose. So we found out the monster was fear, right? So Kissing the Monster on the Nose is embracing your fear, embracing your negative moods, understanding what are my thoughts that are creating this, understanding why am I feeling this, what's going on in my environment, and how can I kiss my monster on the nose? How can I use that to my benefit and move forward and start making decisions based on what's best for me, not how I feel, right? That's what that story is all about too, my mantra. How could I make decisions based on what's best for me, not how I feel? So most likely I'm going to say, because it's a habit, I don't feel like doing it. I don't feel like doing that. I don't feel like doing change. I don't feel like doing my homework for my therapy, right? But what's really best for me? Because things that are best for you take effort. But the payoff is so worth it. And as you start doing more good things for yourself, you're going to build up your own self-esteem and your own self-worth. And the better you feel about yourself and the more worthy you feel the more things you're going to do for yourself. So we're talking about fear, wisdom, but obviously there's hundreds and hundreds of moods, whatever that mood is for you that's getting in your way. Think about how you can start making changes using the tools you're learning here and be able to go forward. That's what you're going to be able to do when you have tools instead of just hoping your day goes well, because that's not a good plan. So again, I hope you enjoyed my story. If you want to check out the books, really good book. Again, it's called Adult Children, The Secrets of Dysfunctional Families by John and Linda Friel. They have some other books, but um, this one I really, really like. And maybe I'll find some other stories to share with you guys in the future. So I hope you found this helpful and it made you think about yourself and your life and what changes you want to make. As always. I love hearing back from you guys. You can find me on my website at mycognitivebehavioraltherapy.com. I'm also on TikTok and Instagram under my CBT podcast and under Dr. Julie Osborne on Facebook. Please keep sharing your thoughts, your concerns, your questions. I love hearing your feedback. And as always, please pass this along to others who you might find helpful or they may find it helpful. And just to repeat my mantra because it can't hurt. <laughs> is make decisions based on what's best for you, not how you feel. Have a great week and take care.